good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, David. Welcome back again, listeners, to another episode of the only podcast more likely to cure you of coronavirus than any herbal substance that I can think of. And that is... What's that smell? You thinking again. That's right. How's it going, David? I'm doing great, Connor. How are you? I am doing just fine. I just had a sneezing fit about uh, five minutes ago, so I'm a little clogged at the moment. How's the... uh... How's the, how's the weather down there in Illinois? How's the weather? Uh, it's pretty pretty nice right now. Like, it's really, it's, like, really nice, but it's going to rain at the end of the day. So, it's, like, it almost seems like uh, it's only nice because it's cloudy. But uh, it's nice yeah. outside. All right. How's it, how, how's it Wisconsin? Uh, it's a bit cloudy right now. Uh, pretty nice day. I think it might also rain here. I gotcha. Well, we'll send you our clouds, and maybe you'll send us yours. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anywho, today's episode, we realized something as we were sitting there planning our episodes. We have never ranked TV shows. In fact, nope. we've only ever had like one TV show conversation. That was the the uh, community episode. So no, we also had the um the nineties slash two thousand. Oh yeah, that one. That one counts too. But that one also had movies. But yeah. we haven't we haven't had one solely devoted to TV shows yet. So we decided to do what is the most obvious. Let's do a ranking of our top 10 favorite TV shows. Because they're pretty time-consuming. They're pretty fun. And, you know, we get to talk about 10 good shows. That's always fun to talk about. Uh, anywho, before we uh, kick off, I just want to let you know, this one was really difficult for me because I do not watch a lot of shows. Like, at all. Like, I've barely been through that many. So... Uh, compiling this is was kind of difficult and i don't necessarily think all these shows are masterpieces it's just so happens they're the best shows that i've watched uh so with that out of the way david do you have anything else you want to forewarn um it was i mean compiling this list was also kind of difficult for me but kind of the opposite way of connor i have a lot of shows and it's kind of hard for me to pick my top 10 favorites. So I got a couple honorable mentions in there too. Ooh, go right ahead. Please uh, start with your honorable mentions. I can try to think of an honorable mention, but it might be a little difficult. We'll see. All right. All right. So my first honorable mention is Netflix original series, Stranger Things. Oh, of course. Classic show. Yep, yep, yep. I really enjoyed Stranger Things. Um... The first season, if you don't know what Stranger Things is, it's a show about these kids who are from the, the show takes place in the 80s, right? And they, they find this girl who has these kind of like psychic powers. Mm-hmm. And um, they have to like fight these demon monsters that they don't know where they came from. Um, so it's like this sci-fi action show. Mm-hmm. If you somehow never heard of Stranger Things before, that's that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And there's three seasons out right now. Um, I think a fourth is coming this December. I think so too. Yep, yep. Um, and so yeah, it, it's it's a really interesting show. Um, I I really enjoy it. I don't I don't think it's top ten worthy. But I really enjoyed it, and if you haven't for some reason seen it, I highly recommend picking it up. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, is that all your animal mentions? Oh uh, like no, no, no. I have, I have one more. Yeah, I have one. that's what I thought. Okay, cool. Yeah. And my other animal mention is Shameless. Shameless. Um, I feel like I've heard of the show. It's a show about this dysfunctional family. It's this pretty big family. It's in takes place in Chicago. Um, yeah, I mean, let me just talk about it. Maybe, maybe you'll understand it more when I start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, it's takes place about this dysfunctional family. Um, there's Frank Gallagher, who is this terrible father who really doesn't care about his kids um, and is only in their lives when they have money. Um, the Siona, who's kind of like the the matriarchal figure of the family, kind of like taking over since the mother ditched. Um, there's Lip, Ian, Carl, Debbie. Um, the gang's all here. The, the gang, that's the family. They really got everybody in the show. Yeah, it's a super dysfunctional family. But it, it's super entertaining, though. Like, it seems like like this could like actually be a real family that exists and like you get to see their struggle and the character arcs throughout the entire story uh there's currently 10 seasons of the show i didn't watch up to season 10 i stopped like a couple episodes after season nine because i really didn't like the direction that the characters were going in this show would have been on my list um but because of season nine i just couldn't anymore the show just wasn't shameless anymore um i really hey, that's because... what you're saying what you're saying was the show the show gained some shame so it was no <laughs> it was no longer shameless yeah the show became shameless. It's the saddest thing i've ever heard <laughs> yeah. Jeez. yeah the show became shameful <laughs> wow, that is the level of disrespect in that comment is bar none yeah um, but, but I mean, it, like the first eight seasons, it's it's worth a check out. Definitely is. Uh, if you're bored during this quarantine season, uh, de- definitely definitely give it a check out. Pretty good show. Awesome, awesome. I, I did actually think of two honorable mentions. We were sitting here, some shows mm-hmm. I left off because either the, I didn't finish them because they ended badly or they just weren't in my top ten. Uh, my first one I want to talk about is Hulu's Runaways. It's the only Marvel show Hulu's had exclusive to them. And essentially, it's about these kids who figure out their parents are in this like crazy cult thing. And so, naturally, when you figure out your parents are in a crazy cult and they're, and they're like, you know, bad people, you're like, dang, it's time to run away, you know? Runaways, get it? Ha. Listen. So, yeah. So, the first two seasons of the show, really, really good. I thought, like, it was really well paced. Like a lot, you got a lot of information with each episode. Every episode felt really important. Had a lot of great, likable characters. It had a couple of really interesting uh, ideas with like character arcs and different like plot devices. It was, it was an interesting show, and it's different than like a lot of the other Marvel shows because it feels like it kind of feels like this one was pulled straight from like a comic. It feels very comic book esque which is not a bad thing at all. It, like, it has a lot of, like, a lot of characters that it balances really well, and it has a lot of, like, it has a lot of those things that, like, make comics so easy, uh, easy to read because there's so much going on with them. 
I thought it was really well done. The third season, which I didn't finish, is the reason I didn't end up putting it on here because I didn't finish the third season because it started to get kind of repetitive and, quite frankly, it seemed kind of dumbed down. Like, they started to kind of simplify everything and all the characters really didn't have arcs anymore and, like, it was like, it started to get kind of boring. But the first two seasons are really good, so I thought I should bring it up. And then uh, <clears throat> one that I'm not going to include on here because I've already talked about it a couple of times is the show Undone on Amazon Prime. That show, very, very good, but I've already mentioned it several times, so if you haven't checked it out already, shame on you. Go check it out. Um, but yeah, those are my two honorable mentions. Good stuff. So let's get into that top ten. Uh, David, I think you should start. All right, guys, a little bit of forewarning here. Uh-oh. So y'all know me. I'm a big I'm a big show connoisseur. And if you guys been uh, keeping up with the podcast, you guys should know that, you know, I've watched a lot of shows. And some of the shows that I'm going to be talking about today are shows that I've talked about in the past. Because Aww. I really like them. Well, right, so David, you're getting kicked off the podcast. Why would you do that? <laughs> just be ready for that, guys. Some of the shows are going to be a bit repetitive. So just... Dang. Well, that's all right. Go ahead. All right. So, my number 10 is a show I've talked about before. And this show is Love, Death, and Robots. Mm-hmm. Um, this show, if, if you guys didn't hear in past podcasts, is about love, death, and robots, right? I guess and, if you didn't read the title. You know, yeah. you might be a little confused what it's about. Yeah. There, there's a lot of all three of those things. Um, this show isn't an ordinary show. Um, like, when you think of a show, right, it, it goes in like a linear, linear pattern, same characters and such. But that's not the case with this show. Um, each episode is its own kind of thing, you know? It's like... <clears throat> Each mini story in like these in this like eight episode run. Um, like for example, there's a show. There's one of the episodes which is about, um, like, what if Hitler, like, became like an artist or something, or like, or like, what if like Hitler, um, died before he could become dictator or something along those lines like these very interesting stories like kind of like what if stories they have those and they also have some other more intricate and complex plot stories um it's 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 definitely a interesting show that i I think it's worth checking out most definitely It's, it's on netflix still i think um yeah definitely a show that you've never watched before uh and it's definitely worth a look Mm -hmm. uh i actually um not watching the show i do have something i want to note so i've heard that's a very similar series to actually a movie that uh that came out a while ago it's a movie called the animatrix which well yeah which is the animatrix is like a spin-off uh animated series of shorts that came off that was like based off the Matrix series, and basically, essentially, each one is like a different facet of the Matrix universe, and they're not necessarily what ifs, but like it shows like 
a guy who pushes himself so far that he can actually break through the matrix without help. Like, uh, a glitch in the matrix where, so there's like this haunted house kind of thing. Uh, like there's these, it's like different facets of the matrix that like he wouldn't have gotten from the films and it's just a bunch of animated shorts. So I've heard that's very similar to love death and robots, except it's not a show. It's a movie. So, um, yeah, um, if you're in, if you really like Love, Death, and Robots, you should check out Animatrix because it's, I hear it's very similar. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, anyways, I'll go into my number 10 now. So the thing you got to know about me is I used to watch a lot of shows as a little kid because of course I did. And, uh, naturally as I get older, most of those shows are going to go like kind of leave my memory because they're not quite as relevant anymore. But there are two shows specifically that I feel have withhold, where, like stood, you know, past, uh, what's the term? Uh, the test of time? Yeah, like the test of time, that phrase, of, um, you know, have still lived up to the hype that I had as a kid. In fact, if anything, got better. And the first one I want to talk about, the second one comes a little bit later. The first one I want to talk about is the show Gravity Falls. Because quite frankly, a show, the sh- a show like this, in terms of the quality of writing and like, the level of storytelling these, that they try to pull off is unlike anything you're going to see in a kid's show. Like, it goes beyond being a kid's show. It becomes more like a show for pretty much everybody. Like, the show essentially is just about these, uh, these kids, right, who go to stay with their great uncle in this place called Gravity Falls, Oregon. And he runs this kind of, like, tourist trap mystery hut with a bunch of fake attractions. And eventually, one of the kids, one of the two uh, kids who are staying there, it uh, finds this book of like all these different creatures and they find out gravity falls this very weird, very mysterious and very magical place with all these crazy things. And there's kind of this overarching story that they very, they don't a hundred percent stick to because they, there's a little facets filler episode sort of, but for the most part you get this like main story that's going on throughout each episode as you uncover more mysteries and learn about the town. And I feel like, the thing that carries a show besides the kind of like that mystery of the story is just the, like I said, the unbelievably high quality of writing. Like there's like great character moments. There's great humors. A lot of like moments that for some reason are in kids shows and they'd kind of let it slide. Like it can get dark. It can get like mature, but like it's one of those shows that sticks with you because it's just that funny and it's that interesting. And I don't think there's any shows like Gravity Falls anymore that, like, can stick the landing in terms of being a really funny kids show and a really mature adult show. It works. I mean, it's not, like, perfect. And it's because, you know, like I said, I don't watch a lot of shows. But it's a show that I feel has retained a level of quality that's really hard to find on kids' TV nowadays. And I feel you should definitely check it out. Especially if, um, especially if you, like, you're a fan of, like, uh, the shows that do kind of have a lot a large reaching audience like there's a lot of kids shows out there that like have always been able to do that kind of like um, Avatar Last Airbender an example um, I, I don't want to say another one because one of them is coming up on my list but like shows that are can be geared towards kids but have a lot of adult appeal this is one of those shows you should definitely check it out good show alright good stuff good stuff uh, number nine Number, I guess I that more hyped. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. Uh, my number nine is a show that Connor doesn't think I watched. Mm. And, I do. Oh, crap. 
I'm, I, I, I'm a little concerned now. Did I, did I say something wrong? Um, and this show is Rick and Morty. Oh, you were no, no, no. that I've actually seen Rick you and Morty. You haven't seen Rick and Morty. I've seen Rick and Morty. Well, you see, I made a very funny Pickle Rick reference once, and he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't get it because you haven't seen Rick and Morty. And he goes, uh, actually, I have. And I'm like, uh, actually, you haven't. So everything he says here is going to be a lie. Just let me know now. I have seen the entirety of Rick and Morty. Um, in all seriousness, Connor is lying to you. Um, that's yeah, that's, I like that sounds it. like something a liar would say. Mm, okay, so let me let me make up these facts about Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. All right, so Rick and Morty, if you haven't heard of it, because it's it's a pretty popular show. Um, Pickle Rick, uh, for example, it's that's it's, actually the plot of the show. Just Pickle Rick. That's yeah. it. <laughs> um, this show is kind of similar in a way to uh, Back to the Future, right? You know, you got you got Doc and Marty McFly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's only like really similar with like the character designs, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um. So Rick and Morty is about this. It's about Morty, this fourteen-year-old. Okay. Morty? Kid. Would you would you call him Morty McFly? No, just ah. Morty. <laughs> Morty and his grandpa, Grandpa Rick. Grandpa Rick. Rick, Rick is... Brown. No, no, ah. no. You're failing to make these connections, but I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh. And Grandpa Rick is like apparently the smartest guy in the entire universe, but he's like extremely depressed. But he kind of hides it by like being super over eccentric and stuff. Um, and they go on these Rick and Morty go on these crazy adventures. Um, for like the first three seasons, and then like season four, um, things begin to slow down a bit. Like, there's only eight episodes. Um, and most of the episodes are decent. I just think they kind of lack in comparison to the first three. Um, but it's definitely a, it's, it's definitely an interesting show. If, if you like Back to the Future, I think you'll also like Rick and Morty. Uh, it, it's the, the humor is... It, it can be immature at times. Um, but it also has, like, a lot of, like, science-y stuff. So if you're into that, that's pretty cool. Um, and I think you'll enjoy that part. And the humor, yes, it's immature, but they also have some more mature humor that I think people of all ages will could, 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 could get some enjoyment out of. Um, and the adventures they go on, they're really fun. They're really interesting. It's just a really fun and interesting show all around. Uh, for example, again, Pickle Rick. I mean... So Pickle funny, Rick, man. so funny. Pickle it's Rick. one of the funniest jokes ever created. Pickle Rick never gets old. It's a classic. It's a classic. So if you haven't seen Pickle Rick, not Pickle Rick. Why did I say Pickle Rick? Rick and if Morty. You, if you haven't seen Pickle Rick, you should do that right now <laughs> and then watch the show. I meant to say Rick and Morty. If you haven't seen Rick and Morty, uh, go out and watch it. It's it's a pretty good show. Definitely, definitely enjoy it. It's, it's an interesting one. Good definitely stuff. Interesting one. Good stuff. We do our we do like pickle Rick around here. Yep, pickle Rick. And on the topic of episodes, I feel like 
I would be if we're if we're suggesting individual episodes, I feel like I'm doing a disservice if I don't tell you to go watch that episode of Simpsons with steamed hams. I don't know why. I just feel like bringing that up. Steamed hams is such a good meme, just like Pickle Rick. Okay, could you could tell the could tell the uh, listeners what episode that is? It's season seven, episode like I want to say twenty one, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't actually watch Simpsons, but essentially, let me tell you how complicated this is. So, uh, it starts out with Superintendent Chalmers. Chalmers works for the school, uh, like the the main school in Springfield, and then there's Seymour, who's the one of the teachers at uh, the school. And so Seymour invites Chalmers for a luncheon, an unforgettable luncheon. Connor, why are we, why are we doing da- this? David, shush. I'm, I'm, Connor, summarizing. I'm summarizing. I'm summarizing. such a waste okay? of time. You know what? You're a waste of time. Anyways, okay. Let me breathe. Okay. So uh, Chalmers uh, is invited over. And Chalmers Nobody wants come... to listen to this. Okay, fine. You know what? I'll go to my number nine because apparently you don't, you don't appreciate Nobody me. wants to listen to this. Everyone wants to hear about it. Okay? They can Jesus. just watch the episode. Well, you know what? Okay, anyways, number nine. Uh, this is the first of what I, uh, what you're going to see is a very common trend on my list, which is the Marvel ones. And uh, the first one I'm going to bring up is number nine, Luke Cage. Luke Cage is a fantastic show that I feel is only so low on this list because the last like six episodes of season one are hot garbage, <laughs> but which is the, the uh, producers or the producers and writers acknowledge that like they were forced really, really quickly to throw it to uh, I think it was they had to remove the main villain because the actor had to leave. So they had to shoehorn in a new villain and the plot got really convoluted. And then the last episode happens, and uh, I won't spoil what happens in the last episode. But if you're not like peeing yourself laughing, then I feel like you're 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 just not a human being. It's pathetic. But we're not here to talk about the bad. We're here to talk about the good. Luke Cage centers around Luke Cage. Ooh. He's this yeah right. He's this guy who has he has unbreakable skin due to a uh, experiment at a prison, and essentially he's out. You know he wants to do some good. He wants to, to help Harlem which is kind of like where he, he, he operates mostly within Harlem. And you get to see a lot of what goes down in Harlem. You get to see a lot of different people, how, they like, how they've taken advantage of it, how they live within it. And there's a lot of characters here, but I feel like it has some of the best individual characters of any of the Marvel shows. Like some of the villains, especially fantastic characters. You've got a lot of great writing. Luke Cage is such a like enjoyable lead because he's so like, He's so, like, tight-valued, you know? He's very, like... Like, no matter what happens, Luke Cage is always going to be very, like, self-assured and controlled, which is always good. It's like, it's a good, like, le- uh, character to lean on, you know? Like, he's always going to be consistent when you have all these different characters doing all these horrible things around him. He's uh, he's a, he's a very likable character. Uh, there are a lot of likable characters, like, alongside him. And, like, it's just a really, like like really cool show like it has a really cool vibe to it i love the music it has a lot of jazzy music and like different kind of uh bluesy influences too and i actually mean it this time i'm not talking about like cold play mm-hmm. it's my biggest <laughs> that's my biggest uh regret on this show was saying that cold play was jazzy i'm like <laughs> what was i on <laughs> anyways uh there's actually a lot of for real jazzy influences in the music and it's just like a really cool show like it's a show that has this vibe to it that's just like very like 
cool and mature and it like it doesn't like it doesn't really like go too fast so it lets you take in the characters and like the situations but at the same time it also knows that like things need to happen so when things go down they go down hard like people people die in this show but like it's a really good show and it's only held back to number nine because the last six episodes of season one are so horrible but season two comes in and saves it. So it's all good. Great show. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anyways, we're on to number eight. David, what is your number eight? All right. So this show that I'm about to mention is a classic. It's, it's one of my favorite shows of my childhood. Right? Mm. Though the animation did not withstand the test of time. I think the humor, the humor is what was to the test of time. Jimmy Neutron? That's exactly what I'm about to mention. Yes! Jimmy Neutron! Jimmy Neutron. It was, funny. It, was, it was when you said your kid's show, I was like, okay, what could it be? And then you said the animation, I'm like, Jimmy Neutron! <laughs> yes, sir. Jimmy Neutron. Now, this show, this show is hilarious. This is one of the funniest shows out there people and i mean i thought after a while the humor would kind of die out but the show's a classic you know you got you got jimmy neutron carl weezer hugh neutron carl not carl sheen a... estevez you got his last name Jeez, yeah. I, just, I just knew him as sheen yeah sheen estevez i mean you got you got these classic characters it's just it's just such it's, and okay Okay, sorry, I'm getting ahead okay. of myself. Okay. Sorry, sorry, he's sorry. he's he's swooning right now. Give so, him a it's, moment. It's such a good show. Um, if you don't know what Jimmy Neutron is about, it's about this kid named Jimmy Neutron, right? That's it. That's 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 <laughs> the entire synopsis. It's about Jimmy Neutron, okay? And this is why the show's so good. <laughs> uh, and Jimmy Neutron is a boy genius, you know, and he goes on these classic adventures with his two friends, Carl Weezer and Sheen Estevez. And they go on these, like, it's like these adventures that you would want to go on if you were a genius, boy genius, you know? It's, it's like, it's like, okay, for example, for example, Jimmy builds a rocket ship and they fly to the moon and they meet Mooney men, right? Mooney men? Mooney men. Yo, word. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and there's another episode where, where Jimmy teams up with, with Timmy Turner crossover three Fairly times three yeah. times three times that's wild yes three times they meet up it's it's insane i mean this show this show is it's incredible it's incredible they got so many awesome adventures it's like it's like rick and morty but like a kid's version you know that, that's like that's the best way i can describe it it's like a kid's version of rick and morty so for you listeners out there we got the kiddos and don't want them watching Rick and Morty. Have them watch Jimmy Neutron because though it might not be a pleasant sight to look at, it, it definitely it definitely has a humor. It, it it's, def- it's definitely a really good show on that end. Mm-hmm. So Such definitely, a classic. Definitely check out a couple episodes of that. I I, I don't want to recommend the entire show, but definitely watch a couple episodes. It'll definitely uh, you know, tickle your fancy. It'll tickle your pink. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. classic show. 
Yeah, I, there's so many quotes I remember from that show. It's from memes and stuff. Like, there's so You're many. You're gonna finish that croissant, croissant. And then, of course, you got the classic scene when the cops are trying to bust Jimmy Neutron, and they tell him, "Come out with your hands behind your head." And he tries, <laughs> and then he goes, "That's physically impossible." <laughs> and then it's, I don't know. It's, just, it's a giggle-worthy moment. Got to, mm-hmm. got to get those giggles. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, my oh, wait, number wait, eight. Wait, oh, whoa, 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 one whoa, more, whoa, one whoa. more, one more, one Go more. Go ahead, Connor. You forgot. You got the most classic. That's the most classic. Sodium chloride. Oh my gosh! Of course, you gotta, you gotta think about that guy. I'm blanking on his name right now. It's um, it's oh, uh, Skeet. <laughs> Skeet, the classic character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how he tries to do his job, but stupid Jimmy comes up, you know, and. Brings tells him it's not salt, it's sodium chloride. It's sodium chloride. I know, it's just the nerve of that kid. So it's like, such a classic, such a classic it, show. Who calls it sodium chloride? Right, Nobody. I mean, like, Nobody. like you're not out here saying, like, oh, yeah, uh, this gold is, you know, I mean, let me tell you the mathematical or the periodic table formula for gold. Like, no, you just call it gold, yeah. idiot. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Anywho, let's get into number eight. Now, this one's actually been brought up before because, David, it was one of your honorable mentions. But quite frankly, I needed to talk about it because I don't watch that many shows. And the show kind of stuck out to me. And that is, of course, Stranger Things. Now, I'll try, to, I'll try my best to kind of not talk about what David talked about. I'll try to add something. But essentially, yeah, you got the plot. 80s, kids, monsters, magic, that sort of thing. Uh but I think what I love about Stranger Things is, like, I love every character in this show. Like, the, even the characters I hated, I end up liking by the end. Like, there's such a huge assortment of really likable characters. And they have great chemistry with one another. And it's just so fun seeing these characters on screen together. And, like, by the end, I'm like, it doesn't really matter what's going on plot-wise. I'm just so hooked on these characters and, like, how they interact and getting to know each other and, you know fighting monsters like this is so fun i love every character here and i just i would love to see more of the show because every time i sit down to watch a new season it's consistently like really fun and like the characters are great and there's a good job balancing humor and uh dark stuff and like it's a it's a really solid show uh and of course if you're a big fan of the 80s this is totally an 80s show like it's a huge 80s show so well it's not from the 80s but it's it's very much centered around the 80s so if you're a big 80s guy go check it out and we did a whole episode on the 80s so you know i'm sure some of the listeners are fans of the 80s so go and check it out i think it's a good idea it's a good show nombre seven david my nombre seven is all right so let me give you a little introduction so my nombre seven is a Netflix original series. It was one of the first uh, Netflix original series besides House of Cards and Turbo Fast. Turbo Fast is my number one favorite show of all time. (laughs) Turbo Fast. Whoa! Whoa! That snail is fast! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And and if you haven't guessed already, this show is Orange is the New Black. Um, I believe I've touched on this show... Yeah, well, at least at least once. Yeah, in in the past. I think our I think we did an episode on Netflix. And I think that was the one time. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, so if you happen to miss out on the Netflix episode, let me tell you a little something about Orange is the New Black. So this show takes a look into the women's penitentiary system and how, how, how that all works, you know, because in today's age, we aren't very educated in the women's system. You know, we know, we know things about the men's system, you know, dropping the soap and stuff, you know, you, you, don't, oh, you, don't, yeah. you don't want to drop no soap. No, no dropping soap. That's well, you gross. never, you never hear about the women's system, right? Like, can you drop soap in the women's system? You know, it's, it's well, I mean, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to know. And and Orange is the New Black takes a look into the into the prison system, right? And I think they do a really good job doing that. So the show's lead, I guess for the first season, is this woman named Piper. And, you know, she lives a pretty comfortable life with her husband in the suburbs, you know. She lives a pretty good life and stuff. And then she goes to jail for selling drugs. Uh, this is a past demeanor, you know. This is a while ago in her in her crazy past, in her crazy lesbian lover past, you know. Hmm. Uh, don't don't we all have that though? Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't we all have a lesbian phase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and yeah, so she goes to jail for that, and I guess in the later seasons. She, she, I guess she is still a main character, but we begin to we begin to focus on other characters and such, um, and I kind of like that. Though I still like Piper's character a lot, and you get to see her character development as she changed as a human, as a person, and what what prison has done to her. And they also cover um, like what prison is like, like what what life is like after prison, and how it's really hard to adjust um to normal life and also it's really hard to find a job because you know no one wants to hire an ex-convict right mm-hmm. so it ends up becoming a cycle kind of you know it's like you're you're in prison you're out of prison you can't find a job so you end up doing illegal stuff to make money you get caught you end up going back in prison and it just becomes a cycle and, and it's sad and it really is um, so they kind of highlight that that aspect, um, but it, it's a really interesting show. There's seven seasons. I think the seventh season came out last year. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Really good show. Really good, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's uh, I don't have much to say about that show. I have not watched it. You so, check it out, Carter. I, I should, but there are so many shows I, I need to watch that I'm gonna put that one a little bit later. Sorry. Yeah, I got idea. You got you got you got Hunter Hunter to still watch. Yeah, right. I've got like sixteen animes to watch, and that's not even that's not even including like the shows that aren't anime. Okay, my number seven. So I mentioned earlier that I have one more kids show, and I feel this one is the Godfather of kids shows. No, not Digimon. The Digimon's a classic, but I'm talking about the Godfather of all kids shows. This is the guy who runs the other shows. All kids shows wishes they could be as awesome as this show. And to this day, there's no show that's been able to even come close to the level of quality the show has had, had made. And this show is Batman the Animated Series. Whoa. There is no way that there's ever been a show at, on the same level as this show. Like, it's not even, it doesn't even seem like a kid's show. It seems straight up like a, like just a bunch of Batman shorts. 
that are all connected with, with that overall, you know, developing Batman as a character theme. And dude, let me tell you, this show slaps. It is one of the most like well-made, well-scored, well-animated, like it, on a technical level, fantastic. Some of the best animated shows you're going to watch. And on a story level, also great because it does not ever dumb anything down. Nothing here is ever like made for kids. It's completely made for everyone. And it just so happens that it has that appeal for kids because it's not bloody, but it does get dark and it gets really violent, but like, it's an awesome show. Like Batman as a character is really well-rounded here. You get a lot of moments of him dealing with his loss. You get a lot of him dealing with, you know, being a vigilante. You have him facing the uh, consequences of his actions. You see him punching bad guys. You see him, you know, bad guys punching him. Very solid show. And like, it's just one of those shows that has like, that to this day, holds this level of quality that's never matched because it feels so in like genuine, you know? Like it feels like the people who worked on it were huge Batman fans and felt that you could totally do a Batman show that was animated and geared for everyone. And it, they'd succeeded. Uh season four, when they introduced Batgirl, I'll admit, is a little weird. But you know, I feel it's never really it doesn't really get bad. It still leagues better than a lot of different shows out there. And I to this day, it's one of the most memorable Batman memories I have, and I'm a huge Marvel guy. So if the Batman memories stick out, I feel like that's a really good sign. Yeah, really, really good show. If you have not checked it out, you totally should. Really great. Good. Getting stuff. emotional. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so good. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. David. <clears throat> Nombre. Seis. 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 That's that's, that's six yeah. in Portuguese. Yeah. 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 I thought it, I thought it was six in I it was six in, in in Mooney Men. Mooney Men, fair. Yeah. Number six. Number six. My um, number six is again another Netflix show. Well, uh, someone's obsessed with Netflix. No, <laughs> it's just that it's just that I've had Netflix for a while and I, and I've seen a lot of Netflix original series. Get original, David. Jesus. I'm sorry. All right, so my number six is the first season of End of the Effing World. Just the first season? The second season's all right, but I I definitely prefer the first season. Ah, okay. Well, go ahead. All right, so End of the Effing World, um, you may have heard of it. Um, I don't expect you to. Um, it's this show about these. I may have I talked about this show. Uh, yeah, I think you did once. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. Um, it's this show about these two. Like, yeah, I have, I have. Okay. Two high school kids who want to leave their kind of like boring routine lives, right? Um, and the boy. He's kind of sadistic and wants to kill someone really badly um, because he wants to feel something because he hasn't felt anything since his mom died. Oh, yeah. And there's the girl. She just wants attention because her mom doesn't give her any attention and her stepdad doesn't give her any attention. And she's not that popular at school. So these two run off. Um, they only run off because she wants attention and he wants to kill her. 
Oh, so, nice. yeah, it's kind of like this road trip-esque adventure story where you see these two kids, like, it's, it's really interesting how it works. It's like this episodic 10-episode series, um, and you see them, like, kind of, like, go across, I think it takes place in uh, Great Britain, I think. Great, yeah. Great Britain. Great Britain, I think. I'm not too sure where it takes place. Uh, don't 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 be mad at me if it's wrong. It probably is. Well, you never know. It could be Wales. It it could be Wales. Who knows? Um, but but yeah, it, it, yeah. It's one it's one of Netflix's English shows. You know, it's the ones that don't take place in America. Britain, Britain, Britain. English, English, English. Yeah, yeah. One of those. It, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I'd highly recommend watching it. I think it's one of the only shows that I've actually rewatched you know normally i watch show once and that's it but i really like this show enough to watch it again um and the stuff that happens in season one affects what happens in season two so and if you're gonna watch this show definitely check out the first season you don't have to watch the second one uh though if you really like it i'd also recommend the second season as well um but then i'm only recommending the first because I like that league better. Very cool, very cool. Anyway, uh, my number six. Good stuff. My number six is another continuation of what I mentioned before. The Marvel shows. Because there's plenty of those. This one is definitely the most mature. In terms of the, of the, terms of the content. But it's also the one that I feel is the most uncomfortable to watch. Because it gets really dark. But... I feel like it still has some of the best moments in terms of like the dark and gritty of it. Pokemon. That is, of course, Pokemon. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, the series. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the show is Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is about a PI, a private investigator named Jessica Jones, who has like this inhuman strength. And it's not really about her inhuman strength, really. It's more about the situation she is the only person who can solve. Like, She'll get into situations where she is the one who can solve this mystery. And usually it has some sort of connection to her past. But for the most part, it's because there is no one else who can solve this but her. Either because of her powers or if she was put in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it is really, really dark. Like, not in terms of violence, but in terms of the content. Like, it has Doesn't a lot... Get with Luke Cage? She does get with Luke Cage. That's actually the first introduction to Luke Cage. Uh... But yeah, there's a lot of sex in this one. There's a lot of really dark sexual mysteries, sort of. There's a lot of drugs. <laughs> sexual yeah, sexual mysteries. mysteries. Yeah, it's a thing. Like, yeah, that's a thing. Like, like rape-type mysteries that uh, you don't want. Yeah, bad stuff. At least the first season has a lot of rape allegories. Uh, it has a lot of violence in terms of, like, violence that against people who are defenseless. It's not, like, fighting. It's more like one person beating the crap out of another person. It can get it gets uncomfortable. It's one of those shows that gets uncomfortable. But I feel the thing that keeps it going, like that keeps you want like watching, that keeps you watching is because like Jessica herself is a really fun and really like really like self-deprecating lead. She's like a crazed alcoholic who hates everyone, knows she's better than everyone. And, like, it's just really funny to watch. She's a really likable, awful person. And the characters around her are also really great. Like, uh, 
there's there's this guy named Malcolm who's a neighbor who he's, he was a drug addict for a while, but then he starts to try to turn his life around. He becomes a lawyer. Like it's it, he he's a real like he's a real trooper. He's a really fun character, but he kind of gets pulled down into Jessica Jones's kind of spiral of like wrong decisions all the time. Uh, you've got Patsy, who's like her sister, kind of her adopted sister, who <laughs> who like Jessica's like really dependent on a lot. But at the same time, she hates her. Like they, they have like this very love hate relationship. Season two, I felt Patsy was kind of awful. Like she becomes really like petty and dumb. But third season, she's rectified. So don't worry about that. Uh, there's a lot of like the villains here. Fantastic. The first season's got David Tennant as uh, Kilgrave, great villain. You've got the second season, who the villain's not quite as strong, and I don't want to say who it is because it's kind of a spoiler. But the villain is very cool there. And the third season has this guy named Fool Killer, also a great character. They do a great job of like converting characters who were kind of silly in the comics and making them really interesting and smart here. They do like great twists in their characters. And there's, like I said, great characters, great, great, great characters. Um, gets really dark, really mysterious, and really uncomfortable. But it's a show that I feel warrants that because that's just kind of the tone and it works really well and has the greatest intro to any show ever. I'm sorry. That's just a fact. The greatest intro. I don't care about your anime intros. <laughs> this show has the, like the number one best intro in my opinion. I don't think anything will beat it. Uh, and yeah, that is my thoughts on Jessica Jones. I'm on a little tangent there, but I think I hopefully I got some thoughts across. So a lot of a lot of sex mysteries. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I'm going to do something crazy and unprecedented. This uh, episode's going to be kind of long, so I think we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to add some quick music, about thirty seconds, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Hello. Alrighty, back at it again. Okay, so we are on our number fives. So hope you guys yep. had a good break. I hope the music I chose is very soothing to you. I don't know what music I've chosen yet because I haven't added the song yet, but I hope it's a good song. Anyways, David, <laughs> number five. Number five. If you guys haven't noticed, I haven't said a single anime yet. I know. I was, based, I was assuming your top five are just going to all be anime. That's not true. Four of them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five. It's not an anime. What it, the? What? Is, I know. I know. My number five. And this is a show that I, have, I know I've mentioned before. And this show is... Actually, when I think about it. I think the rest of the shows that I have, I've mentioned before. Oh, someone's someone's uh, not very original. <laughs> um, so my number five is Atlanta. Atlanta, hey, 
mm-hmm. my favorite anime. <laughs> um, so, if you haven't seen my past uh, podcast, or I've talked about Ananta, allow me to talk about it again. Yeah, talk uh, about it one more time. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, Atlanta is about it's two seasons and it's about these three people um, there's Donald Glover, uh, Lakeith Stanfield and then one other dude uh, I don't know his name uh, the point is is that it's about kind of like so it stars Donald Glover like he's like I guess like the main main character out of the three of them and it's about kind of like the rap kind of industry um, within like African-Americans and how like what, like what rap and R&B like really means to, you know, people like in this community, you know, like the, the reason why they rap is to kind of like convey how they feel, you know, because like they live in low socioeconomic situations and communities and it's it's just it's sad, you know, and they're they're rapping to hope that they could possibly make it out of that situation, right? And I think that's like really big themes of the show, you know, trying to make it out, trying to rise to the top, trying to, you know, be not where they are right now, you know? Uh-huh. Um and it's just really interesting. And I think Donald Glover's story is probably the most interesting. You know, he's he's managing his cousin, who's the rapper. Uh, he's trying to deal with, like, his day-to-day lives. He's trying to be a good father. Um, he's trying to be a good husband. And, you know, you know, life's hard. Life's hard for him. You know, he, he's trying to make ends meet. He's struggling. It's just a really interesting story. I really enjoy it. Uh, I know a lot of you have probably heard of this show and have put it back. Um, and I'm here to tell you that you should push it forward. Uh, if you're not watching the show, watch it now. If you are watching a show currently, put the show next. Because I think this show should be watched by everyone. Everyone should watch Atlanta. Go watch Atlanta, Connor. Yeah, I knew. I had a feeling that was personal. I, I'm, don't worry, I'm offended. All right, David, I, I've, I've wanted to watch the show for a while. As, essentially, after I finished Community, I was like, man, I miss Donald Glover. He did a show, right? And I went and looked it up. Like, yeah, it's that show. So that's, that's always been on my watch list. Okay, my number five. I've never mentioned this show, ever. Ever? I mean, not, I, mean not, I haven't mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, but it's a show that I feel is super, super great. And I feel people need to watch because it's unlike pretty much any show we've got right now. And that is Disney Plus's Mandalorian. Everyone's talked about this show, so it's not like uh it's not like you'll you've never heard of it. Chances are you've heard of it. Yeah. It's essentially it's, yeah, it's about this bounty hunter guy named the Mandalorian who's out there, you know, collecting bounties, taking names, and of course finds himself Baby Yoda, the classic character who Boy, everyone loves. It's not a spoiler. It's at the end of episode one. Spoiler. But yeah, so they, you know, it's kind of like that lone wolf and cub style where you got the silent loner and then the little baby. And uh, they go on and, you know, trying to protect the baby from other bounty hunters, etc. 
but I feel Mandalorian is awesome. It's a great show. And it's a, such a step forward in terms of production value because, good lord, this show is gorgeous from the amazing CGI to the great costume design to, like, it feels like a movie in terms of the quality. And, like, it's so well done. And, like, there's so much money that went put, that was put into it. But it's not just the money that makes the show work. I mean, though it does, the money is definitely a big part because it makes the music sound so good. It makes the world look so good. But it has this great kind of, like, Western feel to it. Like, everything that happens is very, like, grand, cinematic, and very, like, like, like very Western-ish, you know? It has that vibe to it. And you have an awesome lead with Mandalorian, who's a really cool character. You got a lot of cool side characters that kind of come and go. Uh, you got the baby Yoda, who provides all the laughs, because, I mean, come on. Have you seen him? He's adorable. Like, it's got like it's got a lot going for it, and you don't necessarily even need to be hooked to the story that much because as long as you like those two characters, Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, they carry the entire show. And yeah, the story picks up near episodes near the end of the episode, like end end of the series. But like, you don't even necessarily need that story there. You, I would just love seeing Mandalorian and Baby Yoda just do stuff. You know, would have been great. Because these characters are so likable. Like, that dynamic is kind of a lightning in a model. And I feel it works really well. And I really want more shows with this level of production value. Like, that movie, that show I was talking about on the podcast a couple weeks ago, His Dark Materials, that show has a huge, amazing budget. And I feel like, even though that show is good, I feel like Mandalorian does it best because it really does, like, work well with what it has. It has, like that awesome budget but it balances it out by having awesome characters you know like it's much more engaging because it makes sure everything's perfect as opposed to hey let's make the visuals really good oh what's the story i don't know special girl is special but yeah that's my thoughts on mandalorian great show never mentioned on the podcast until now but as of this point i do think all the things that i have to say have also been mentioned on the podcast so you know i feel like i am one of the few people in this world or in this country, who has never seen the entirety of Mandalorian. Well, you totally should. It's a good show. As I've heard from many, 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 many people. So many. what you're saying is you don't want to watch it because you're in spite of it. So it's like like your thoughts on like Tiger King. Like You don't want to watch Tiger King because everyone loves it. Why do you have to like it like everybody else? Yes, I do not like following the norm. I go against the norm. Says the guy. The says the guy who's starting to watch nine hundred episodes of goddamn <laughs> shut up, uh, shut One up, Piece. Shut up! Shut up! Why are you, why, Connor? I'm sorry. It's you, just true. Connor, why are you bringing it up? I'm trying. <laughs> I want to save it. Uh, sorry, sorry. Save it? David is not watching One Piece right now. I'm not watching One Piece. Okay. I, I, yeah. Number four. <laughs> My number four. David's out here hyperventilating. Just... <laughs> Connor. My number four is Avatar. Ooh, Avatar the show, the movie starring J- or directed by James Cameron. No, no blue people. What? No normal looking people. No, Ang is not a normal looking person. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you see him? He's got arrows on himself. Besides the arrows, he's a bald kid. There are not that many bald kids, you know. They exist. They, they exist. I mean, sure, there's a couple, but, like, they don't have arrows on them. Well, you could, like, get an arrow tattoo. 
Anyways, talk about the show. So, I'm pretty sure I've talked about Avatar before. Yep, you have. Yeah, like I said, I've talked about every show I'm going to be mentioning. So, if you are seriously living under a rock, like the two biggest shows right now, Mandalorian and Avatar. If you haven't seen them, what the heck? Which is really funny because Avatar hasn't, you know, had a new episode since, like, what, 2010? No, earlier than that, like 2006. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Avatar, since it went to Netflix, it's kind of been blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's I think, like, right now, it's, like, Netflix's most popular show. Yeah. Like, it is seriously blowing up right now. So, I mean, Umbrella Academy just got a second season, so I'm sure that's rising up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... And and I think it's worth all its hype, you know. It, it's 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 definitely a well made and well crafted show. Um, the first season's good, and the second and third are great. You know, I feel like the show just gets better with time. It really does. Um, so, Avatar is about this kid who, you know, he he's, he's the Avatar. You know, he is capable of learning all four elements: fire, earth air and water right and he i don't want to spoil anything but he goes to sleep for 100 years wakes up and there's a war going on and he is tasked with saving the world you know like that seems kind of scary right it's like you're asleep for 100 years hey look you gotta save the world what the heck so it's about this kid and a couple of his friends um, try to teach him all the bending so he can master it and defeat the Fire Lord Ozai. That's a fun way to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty good show. Pretty good show. Uh, highly recommend it. Connor's watching it right now. He just started it. Uh, spoilers, bro. Spoilers. What do you mean Spoilers. Come on, I said you weren't watching One Piece. You have to say I'm not oh, sorry, watching Avatar. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Connor, Connor isn't watching Avatar. Okay, anyways. There's, there's some people who like listen to this right now and they're just so lost. They're like, <laughs> wait a minute. And then they're going to get to the end and be like, oh, that's why they're making a big deal about it. Okay. Trust me, this will all make sense later. Yeah, no One Piece, no Avatar. So. This is like, this is like uh, watching uh, uh, Avengers Endgame before you watch Infinity <laughs> War. Like, everything is just being thrown at you, and you're just like, uh, what? And you're like, yeah. no, you can watch the other ones, it's fine. You'll get it. <laughs> Anyways, number four, on the topic of Marvel, because of course, uh, this show I have a really weird connection with, because the first season is incredible. The second season is pretty bad. So I feel like I don't know why I'm putting it at number four, but that also that also just speak to that should speak to how good the first season is, and that is of course Punisher. Punisher technically was introduced in Daredevil season two, but I feel he had his moment to shine with the uh, with his own series, and the first season so good. Oh, doesn't it's it got... star? Um, it stars uh, the guy Shane from The Walking Dead, right? I believe so. Yes. The guy with he, the weird ears, like the weird yeah, earlobes. He, hey, he was if you if you didn't watch Walking Dead because I have not watched Walking Dead. Uh, he's also in Ford vs Ferrari, Wolf of Wall Street, and uh, Me and Earl the Dying Girl. So. Yeah, he is. Yep, yep. Me yeah, and Earl the Dying Girl. Yep. 
Uh, so yeah, let's tell you a bit about. Oh, and it's also in the movie Sicario. If you haven't seen that, or if you have seen that, good movie. But anyways, let's talk about Punisher. So essentially, Punisher is about, or the the series is about. So ages ago, his daughter and his wife, and I think he also, I think he also had a son, were killed, and like when they went to the park, like every, they, like the park was just straight up shot up, and they were dead. And Punisher, obviously, like that is such a freak thing to happen. So Punisher loses his mind and goes on like this killing spree trying to figure out who did it. And the thing with Punisher that makes him different than most characters is like he has absolutely no soul. Like he's acknowledged that all these people he's killing deserve it and has no concerns about it at all. So what makes Punisher a great series is like you see the world around him kind of adapting to the fear of Punisher. Like they know he has no limits and they know like he's not breakable. So the they, they kind of just have to adapt to him. Like if he's going to do something, if he's going to make a move, it's not, Oh, let's try and like, let's try to, you know, trap Punisher. Let's outsmart him. No, it's just send as many faceless goons to kill him as possible as we try to run away because he's so like, he's like just such this deadly force, you know, like he's completely committed to one goal and one goal alone. And everyone knows he's going to do it. And I feel like if that was just the only thing in the series, it would be really good, but it wouldn't be like a number four worthy. But it also has got this guy, I forget his name. I feel bad now. I believe his name is, oh, I don't remember his name. So a guy who was killed, who was allegedly killed uh, for, for um, I forget exactly what it was for, but it's a spoiler, so shush. Um, a guy who was killed, but he actually lived. And he's been hiding out in this basement. Spoiler. Like, kind of just, yeah, I mean, that's not really a spoiler, but he's been hiding in this basement trying to watch his family, trying to see if they're, you know, being okay. But he can't see them because they assume he's dead. And Punisher kind of starts living with him because, you know, they're both on the run from people who are trying to kill him because, you know, Punisher obviously is getting in too deep trying to find secrets and stuff. So the two of them kind of have this bond where, like, the both of them have essentially lost their family. But one of them, the, you know, the other guy, has a chance to get it back. They just need to clear his name, you know? And, like, the two of them have this great connection because you've got Punisher, who's, like, this stone-cold, like, brooding, like, soldier guy who has barely any humanity behind him. Then you've got this other guy who's, like, the thing with the other guy is he's just, he's just kind of like a typical dad. He's really cheery. He's really happy, you know? Like, he's sad, obviously, because he's lost his family, but he's very much like a typical dad. He has nothing intimidating about him. And, like, you just, like, seeing these two interact is just great. And, like, it's got great side characters. There's this cop named Madani who's great. The villain is great. Uh, there's really great, like, when the, when the show gets really violent, it's really good. Like, it has a lot of, like, really great, like, practical effects and great action scenes. And, like, each, any time things get violent, it's always, like, built, built up to really well. Like, this is when things go down and you're, like, really hyped about it. It's a great, great first season. Second season is kind of ridiculous because there's, like, three different plots going on that kind of crash into each other. And poor Punisher just kind of just there the entire time. But I still say the first season is so good that I feel like it's warranting number four, in my opinion. I hope that but made the sense. the earlobes, though. Well, stop judging people's ears, you weirdo. No, they Jesus. just stand out. I'm sorry. I don't, I've never noticed the earlobes until you pointed it out during me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Like, 
Never once have I ever thought about his ears. I don't normally look at ears. They just stand out. Yeah, well, you're weird. Anyways, uh, I hope I made sense. Uh, Number four is Punisher, in my opinion. Number three, David! Number three. Finally an anime. Ugh. Yeah, a weeb move right there. I That's know. a weeb move. I know. My number three is Attack on Titan. What? Wait, wait a minute. What? What do you mean, wait, wait, what a minute? That what, didn't what? Even make it on the top five best animes. Now it's up here at number three best show of all time. Well, wait, I've had some reconsiderations in, in, in some recent thinking. You, you know, know, Michael's going to listen to this and hate you. <laughs> he's gonna be like come on dude you're out okay, of here <laughs> okay okay let me let me explain myself all right so don't well, you better out. have a darn good explanation for this okay. Okay. says the says the guy who only got to episode seven <laughs> um okay so i'm gonna stand by what i with what i said season three is lacking i am not the biggest fan of season three of attack on titan but, but, it but. does have some good elements to it that work. You know, it has, it has some it has some things that keep its classic Attack on Titan-ness. And, you know, the first two seasons are great. I love the first two seasons. They're absolutely amazing. And then, like, season three, I think my biggest problem is simply, like, the pacing. I just don't mm-hmm. like the pacing. Besides that, it's not a terrible season, you know? Like, if they were to just, like, fix the pacing a bit, I think I'd like it a bit more. Um, but, you know, besides that, it, it's, it's, it's a decent season. It, has some, it honestly has the best action scenes out of the entire show. Honestly. Like, like I don't, like, I, I, yeah. It's, it's just the pacing, guys. Um, if you haven't seen the show, it's about this, um, this kind of like this, this base kind of area, this town, um, that's surrounded by like these three walls and outside these walls are these huge Titans, right? And these Titans eat people and they attack the wall every once in a while. And then to defend the wall, there are these people who like fly around using like these like projectile harpoon things from their sides. Um, and then they use swords and they kill the Titans using those swords. Uh, it's a really interesting show. It's, it's kind of like a, a horror anime kind of not really. I, I, I didn't find it that scary. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, Besides people getting eaten and the gore, if you can get past that, it's not that scary of a show. Um, it has a really interesting storyline to it. Uh, I definitely recommend watching the show. It's it's super popular, um, but uh, I think you should totally check it out. It's on Netflix, Hulu, uh, wherever you watch TV shows. I'm sure you could find it. Really good show. So you say that now it's your third favorite show of all time? Would you would you would say that? I would say that. Kind of <gasps> I like the show. 
Okay, I like it. I like the but show. Third, but your third favorite show. I, I mean, like, you gotta love it, bro. I like, love... Big love, bro. Big love. <laughs> I do have big love for the show. Okay. It, well, it was my first anime. I like it. I like okay. the show a lot. A lot. All right. It. All right, David. It. Okay. I love it. All right. Well, if if Michael has a very stern conversation with you during Warzone, you know now. Okay. I don't hate season three. You know, dude, I, I feel like I, dude, I think talk to the hand, David. Just talk to the hand. I think it's time we move on. Okay. Uh, number, num- number three. This one, I feel bad because the next three I've talked about to death because they're the three shows that I've the only really the three that we've talked about, you know. And I don't watch a lot of shows, so they kind of had to make the list. His no, Dark Material? No, 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 not His Dark Materials. No. Number three is Community. Community. I had to. Because I watched that show really fast. Like, you, you got to know, I watched that show, like, during the period where I never watched shows. And then got through that entire show. Like, that's got to say something about how good the show was. And it's awesome. It's really funny. It's got great characters. It's got great, like, great situations. It works really well within its con- its confinements, you know? It's really funny. Like I said, it's got, like, great character interactions. It's got great actors involved. I really love Abed, and I love Troy, and I love Annie, and I love Jeff, and I love Britta, and I love Shirley, and I love Pierce for a little bit. Uh, I like Chang sometimes. I like, uh, I forget what's his name. I like, uh, I like, I like all the characters that I can remember their names. Uh, there's a lot of great characters here. And, like, I feel there are not many shows out there that I can remember all the characters this well. Unless it's a comic book show, but that doesn't count. Uh, like, I really love the characters here. And they're really funny. And I would love to see a movie of this someday. And, uh, I mean, we've talked about it in an entire episode. I feel like if we can make an entire episode for the show, I feel like you should know it's good. So if you want to know in depth what we think of the show, go watch the episode of the podcast or listen to the episode of the podcast where we talk about it to death. Yes. So I will not stick on it any longer. I just say it's a great show and I love it a lot and I don't watch a lot of shows. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. No more dose. No more dose. Yes, sir. Uh, my no more dose is Cowboy Bebop. Bebop Cowboy. Yep. Pretty cool, uh, pretty cool. This is a 1999 anime. About... Oh, it's old. Can't, we can't watch it. It's not. That's only Michael, Connor. I know, I know. I just, Michael. Sometimes I have to I have to agree with Michael. Your show is too old, therefore it's I can't not, watch it. It's not old. Actually, it's one of the most gorgeous shows I've ever watched. Who um, snap? Like like the, the backgrounds and the, and the worlds they, they visit. All right, let me just tell you what the show's about. So, I've talked about this show before, of course, and it's about these space bounty hunters, right? And they go across, like, these five different planets, like Earth, Mars, Venus, uh, Jupiter, Venus, uh, I said Venus, mm-hmm. um, and one other planet that they made up. I don't remember the name. Um, but, and, like, they go around collecting bounties, the bounty hunters, um, but they always seem to be broke, uh, I think it's kind of like the humor about it, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty good show, um, it has a lot of action scenes in, like, every episode, uh, the characters are really funny, 
Uh, they're really interesting. Um, the show has big themes of kind of like being able to forget your past. You know, like when the show takes place, the characters' arcs almost feel like they're over. You know, it feels like everything that they should have done has already happened, you know? And it's kind of like, like, what do characters do after their arcs are over, you know? Like, that's kind of what it feels like. So it feels mm-hmm. like they're kind of just living, you know? It kind of like feels like they're just ghosts at this point. It's, it's, it's a pretty interesting show. Um, it's only 24 episodes, I think, so it's not that long of a watch. Um, I, th- I, de- I definitely recommend checking this show out. It's really fun, really interesting, jam-packed with action, jam-packed with story. Really good show, guys. Really good. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. That was your number two? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had to check. All right. That was not me burping. Shut up. I was not burping. Number two. Okay. I, I'm hyping this up. I want to. I want to make this like the Hype most delayed. Up. I want to make this the most delayed number I've ever said. Number two is a show, and that's the end of the episode. Okay, guys, bye. <laughs> um, it's a show on Netflix. Lily Bobby Brown, the show. No, that we've already watched that one. We already <laughs> talked about that one. That's Stranger Things. So it's a show on Netflix, and it's a show that I've talked about a couple. Are you of sure times. it's not Lily Bobby Brown the show? It's not Lily Bobby Brown the show. That was my number eight. So it's a show that's good, and it's a show that I've talked about. Stop delaying it. Just say it. You know what? I'm going to delay it even more because you said that. I-T space I-S. Uh, it's Castlevania. Like, Castlevania sticks out so much to me because, like, it's one of the shows that I, that I got into, like, completely on a whim. I was just like, okay, let's do this show. And... I was completely floored by the quality of the show because, like, you can't. It's it's a show that I feel like has the potential to fail because it's based on a video game, and it they don't really like after the second season they go completely off video game lore. It's they just start introducing their own characters and their own worlds and stuff, and then somehow it works really well. Like it almost seems like they had this this roadmap of a story. And it just kind of happened to fit really well with Castlevania. So, like, let's make it Castlevania. Like, it never feels limited by the story of the game. And if anything, it feels like it expands on the game. In fact, the most recent season kind of promised that it may even cross over with other games. Like, it's it's such a weird series that I feel like is such... It, it, it's great because it doesn't focus on being a video game show. It focuses on being a show about these characters and you know, you get to know these characters and love them and, like, has great action scenes, incredible animation. But, like, it still works as a video game show because it's still about Trevor Belmont hunting vampires. You've got the son, Alucard. You've got the the mage character, you know? Like, it takes those vague restraints of the show and just expands on them. And I feel like that's such an incredible thing the show can do. And I hear The Witcher does something similar. So maybe The Witcher will be on this list someday, but I haven't watched it yet. But there are so many reasons why the show is great. From, like, great characters, great animation, great action, great story, really twisted, really, like, complex, but at the same time is really easy to follow, has some really impressive, like, character moments, really impressive character arcs. 
the last episode is the last two episodes are like insane there's so much stuff that goes on it's extremely mature extremely violent but you know what it's really good and i feel like you guys already know this because i've talked about it like four times but you know what good show that's it that's all i have to say and uh i'm sure there's some people listening going like oh i bet you i know what his number one is but let's wait for that david what is your number one what is the big number one like the show that is the king of all shows and you will suggest it to the alien overlords that run our planet. That is, think, that is I not think, a... I think, I think we all know what my number one is. Uh, Backyardigans. No. 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 By no, you mean yes. N- no. Okay, what is it? My number one show was my number one show on the anime list. Yeah, this this is by far my favorite. Tokyo show. Ghoul. No, shut up. Yes, Tokyo <laughs> Ghoul. Shut up. <laughs> no, do not don't watch Tokyo Ghoul. Um, Top ten reasons to watch Tokyo Ghoul. Don't, don't number one, it's David's number one. <laughs> don't even get me started on that show. Um, okay, this show is amazing. Um, I think the show is incredible. Um, I know Michael. Michael yesterday was all like, this show is overrated. Yeah, it was really because, weird. Uh, My, I think Michael had a bad day or something yesterday. We were like on the call. We were playing Warzone as we do. And he's like, oh, the show's actually not that good. And like knowing that it's David's favorite. <laughs> I was like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like, Michael, you know. If you guys haven't guessed, the show is Hunter Hunter. Oh, wait, it's not. I thought we were talking about Assassination Classroom. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, Hunter Hunter. Uh, I went on a pretty long rant on the anime episode talking about everything I love about this show. So I'll try to condense it down more so I don't bore you guys with my Hunter Hunter talk. Um, Hunter Hunter is about this kid, uh, Ngon Freaks, and he is kind of, what are you, what are you doing? I'm sorry, I, I had to open this. No, you don't. Yeah, I did. Stop. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was hoping it was Mike wouldn't pick it up, but it, it, it don't worry about it. I'm done now. Okay. Um, and he's going on a hunt to find his dad. So he's become a hunter and try to find his long lost dad who ran off when he was born. Um, Gone lives with his mom, not his mom, his aunt, his aunt Mito. Aunt Mito. Uh, aunt Mito. He meets a friend named Killua and Karapika and Mayorio, and they go on adventures. They go on adventures um, to help one another and try to find Gon's dad. Um, so the show has really big themes. Kind of? Yep. Okay. Uh, the show has really oh, big do, themes. Do you think I left? Yeah, no, things aren't like really silent. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> I, was, I, was just, I was just brooding. Go ahead. Um, I'm listening, don't worry. Okay. Um, The show has big themes of like just enjoying the little detours of life, you know, rather than the end goal. Because I think that's, that's like, that's what makes life worth living, you know? It's like, it's like you're born and it's almost like you're waiting to die. Like, dying is your end goal, 
And the whole reason of living is everything in between your birth and your death, you know? It's like, that's, that, that, that's what makes life worth living. And I think that's such a, such a cool theme of the show because it was this kid trying to find his dad and the whole show is him doing things in between him wanting to find his dad and him finding his dad. You know, it's just, it, it's incredible. It's, it's an incredible journey. And you see the, see the, see the growth of Gone. And don't even get me started on Kayla's arc. Uh, I talked about it a bit on the anime episode. But I swear, watch this show. Honestly, drop everything that you're doing. Like, even before you watch Atlanta, because I know I told you to watch Atlanta, before you watch Atlanta, watch Hunter Hunter. Just drop everything. Drop what you're doing right now. And turn off this podcast. Turn on some Hunter Hunter. And watch it. Just watch the show. Watch it. Right now. <laughs> like, whips out guns. Watch it. Because it's, it's a darn good show. That was really Highly fil- recommend That was really deep and philosophical. Good job, dude. Thank you, thank you. you really did make that one susceptible to a large audience of listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the show. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. All yeah. right. Well, I will go into my number one. Now, my number one is one of the only times where I feel like it'll still be very highly ranked, even if I started watching more shows, because this is a good show. Pokemon! And this is, of course, Digimon, The Adventures Digimon! of the Digidestin. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So this is a show. This show is, like, on a different level. It's unbelievable how, like, thought-provoking and deep this show is, while at the same time being still really engaging and really funny on occasion. But it gets really violent, but it's a great show. And I I guess I'm starting to think you guys listeners are going to start assuming that I'm, like extremely violent crazed because like basically everything uh, except on this list except for community mandalorian stranger things and gravity falls essentially saying like it can get violent <laughs> that's basically been every show but wait kind of kind of kind of is it iron fist nah iron fist is my favorite comic book character but the show not good okay but let's talk about daredevil because Daredevil is hands down my favorite TV show I've ever watched. And it'll be up there even if I watch more. Because, good lord, Daredevil is one of the most well-written and complex shows you're ever going to watch. There's never been a show that I've watched that has had so much character and so much pain and complexity within each and every character. There's not a single character here that I feel has been wasted. Each character is so important so complex and so interesting that it's so like unreal. How did uh, writers just sit down and write characters this interesting and complex? It's insane. The show, as if you don't know what the show's about, essentially there's this guy who has a little kid what uh, was got like kind of these chemicals blasted onto his face so he couldn't see. But he's given these like abilities of kind of heightened other senses and grows up to become a lawyer. And essentially, as he kind of lives in this place, Hell's Kitchen in New York City, he starts to realize that the world is horrible and he hates every human being. <laughs> well, there's so many horrible human beings. So essentially, he decides that he is going to take it within his hands since he has these heightened senses. He can hear what's going on around him in Hell's Kitchen like a lot better than most people can. He's going to go out there and try to right the wrongs. He's going to try to help people, but no killing. 
Like he, that's, that's his number one rule. And as the show goes on, it gets tested. There's so many instances where he feels he should. He starts to come. He starts to kind of get conflicted on what, like, what's stopping him from killing. Is it morally right? He's a Catholic man, so is it religiously right? Is it right to take people away that you know are causing so much harm? Like, there's so many instances where he's been put on the spot as being this killer, but he did not kill anybody. So he thinks, should I lean into this? Like, what should I do? He gets like this, such this moral conflict because in in a situation that this guy's in, where like you have a, a guy who's taking the world, like taking the law into his own hands and saving people, should he be ending people? Because you can't tell somebody to stop and then they'll never do it again. Like I'm sure people will still go on to do it. It deals a lot about like the human condition. It deals a lot of uh, with a lot of like dark themes of like moral conflicts. You've got. Will, uh, Wilson Fisk, played by Vincent D'Onofrio, is the single greatest villain ever written for a movie or show ever. He's fantastic. You've got, you've got awesome side characters that are introduced in season two with Punisher and Elektra. You've got season three with Bullseye, who's a great villain, who's changed very drastically than what he was in the comics and becomes a character that I honestly can sympathize for, being this sadistic killer who really enjoys killing things. Like, it takes these characters you shouldn't relate to and then you just can't help but feel for them and that and what and it all leads up to what is hands down probably the best climax of any show that i've ever seen where the emotions are so high that like this fight honestly could just be a fight of morals as opposed to a fight of actual strength and you know what i feel in review if we're talking about all things i've talked about if i'm saying the show has the best characters it's got the best writing it's got the best action. It's got the best climax. It's got the best side characters. It's got the best main characters. It's got the best themes. It's got the best morals. I feel like it's the best show, right? <laughs> I feel like after all that, I can't. I cannot put that anywhere but number one. But yeah, Daredevil is really good, and uh, maybe it won't be the best show forever because I mean, there's still so many shows I need to watch. But it will be up there for a long time because Daredevil masterpiece. I love that show. That's all I have to say. All right. So I think we should try to keep uh, the suggestions short. There's no need to keep it short. Our listeners can sit with us if they want to. Well, I mean, we'll we'll go through it. Don't worry. Uh, David, what are your three suggestions? Uh... That, was a little, that was a little depressing. Guys, I've had a lot of fun. David, you have a lot of fun? I did have a lot of fun. Yeah, this is a pretty solid conversation. Let's go into our let's go into our suggestions in a more happy way because that was really depressing. What was wrong with that thing? What the heck? What was that about? I don't know. It's just, the episode's getting kind of lengthy. It is getting kind of lengthy, but you know what, listeners? If you have a problem, please let us know at Instagram at what's that smell underscore you thinking again. <laughs> if if you think this is getting too long, please let us know. We'd be happy to shorten them. But at the moment, I put in a little break for people. There's been a break, so we can go longer. David, what are your three suggestions today? Alright. Um I only have two suggestions. What? Yeah. Someone's been caught lacking. I know, I know. Well, because I spent so much time this week on one suggestion. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know what, David? Oh, here we go. Now now people listening will finally figure out what <clears throat> we're talking about. You know, Connor kinda spoiled one of my suggestions. You kinda spoiled one of mine, fool. Well, all right, whatever. 
uh, my suggestion that kind of spoiled is One Piece. Um, I did not start One Piece. I am resuming One Piece. Um, I think, yeah, it was a year ago. David's selling his soul to anime. <laughs> it was a year ago. Um, I started One Piece. Um, I got to a certain point and I was just like, I need to break from this show. And it took me a year to finally get back to it. And now I'm finally watching One Piece again. Um, <clears throat> it is, if you don't know what One Piece is, it's a show about this guy named Monkey D. Luffy. Monkey! Yep, his name is Monkey. Um, who wants to become the king of pirates. Uh, so he assembles a crew of eight, uh, no, of nine people, and they all want different things, right? And um, they all like, like, for example, like Luffy's first mate, Zoro. He wants to become the best swordsman in the world, right? And there's Nami who wants to become the best navigator in the world. Like, they just want to become the best at something, and they want to achieve a goal. And it's like Luffy made a promise to all his crew members that he's going to see their goals through. He's going to make sure they achieve their dreams no matter what. He will never give up on them. Like, at the part where I am now, uh, this character named Robin, who decides to turn herself in because she feels like she's a nuisance to the group. And Luffy goes through one of the tightly, most tightly secure marine bases in the entire world just to go and find her. Like, that's the kind of loyalty Luffy and the crew has to the group. They, you can say that they're, they're closer than any family, you know? They'll, they'll do anything, anything for each other. Like, like they'll, they'll kill someone for the crew, you know? It's like... It's tight loyalty, and it's and it's just a really good show all around, and the storytelling is amazing. It really is, though there is quite a bit of filler in the show. Um, you can skip it though. It's a really long show. Though. It still is really long, even with without the filler. Um, but I'd still highly recommend the show. It's a very good show. Um, yeah, One Piece guys. Very good. Very good. What is your second suggestion, good sir? My second suggestion is a show that Connor mentioned last week. A show? No, a show. A movie. A movie. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. And this movie is Palm Springs. Oh, that one's so good. I love that movie. Yeah. I watched it on Monday, I think. No, with Tuesday. I don't know. I watched it early in the week. Um, like Connor mentioned, if you didn't watch last week's, it's about this guy who's stuck in a time loop with this girl. And they kind of just don't really care. Um, they're kind of trying to live life and stuff, trying to do different things, trying to get out of the time loop and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really fun movie. I really enjoy it. It's very, very summery movie. Um, it's like the time loop is like they're at this wedding, right? And it just keeps happening over and over and over again. Um, like, I think most of the times they don't, they don't even go to the wedding. They kind of just dip. Um but yeah, it, it's a really fun, interesting movie. Definitely check it out. It's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original movie. A Hulu classic. A Hulu yeah. original. Hulu classic. Definitely check this movie out, guys. Uh, you can watch it with uh, with your boys. 
Um, I, I don't want to say watch it with the fam. It's not really a fam type movie. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of jokes that families probably a little concerned that you're showing your kids. Yeah. Uh, you can watch with the boys or you can watch by yourself. And I, you could probably watch it with a girl too. I don't think it would be that bad. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Watch it with someone that's not your parents. There you go. That's a pretty yeah. solid uh, recommendation. Yeah. All right. And uh, I think those are my two recommendations, Connor. Well, you're a little slow, cause poor little lad out here, not even thinking about doing a third one. But well, I'll, yeah, because I'll... I spent like the entire week watching One Piece. Well, yeah, because you're watching a 900 episode show, because you're selling your soul to anime. I not sell my soul. That's 100 percent selling your soul to anime. But you know I what? Could stop right now if I wanted to. But you're not going to. Anyways, let's talk. Ah, I just threw my charger. Ah, crap. Sorry about that. Anyways, <laughs> I, I was flinging a charger around. I accidentally just threw it. Okay. Let's take a breather. Let's go on to the suggestions. So, my first suggestion is a game. My second one's a show. My third one's a movie. David, you still here? I'm sorry. I didn't scare you away? Okay, good. Nope. So, my first one's a game. I've I've been playing it for the past couple of weeks, but I feel like now is the time I could suggest it because I'm officially more than I'm, I'm around halfway done with it. And that is The Last of Us Part Two. Now this movie, this game's gotten a lot of backlash, and maybe it's because it's really dark and depressing. Maybe it's because the it's just not living up to the first one. Maybe it's because there's a lesbian main character and people got really offended by that for some reason, even though she was lesbian in the first one. Regardless of what reasons people have to be mad at it whether it be warranted or not i think it's still a really fun game and i feel the dark tone is uh, it can be a little depressing and make it so it's not super easy to keep picking it back up but it's not so depressing that it makes you uncomfortable and not fun to play it's still a really fun game that i think is carried by just the unbelievable technical side of it like the graphics incredible the facial animation some of the best you're going to see like it's a really technically impressive game, and I feel like I feel like the people who keep saying who keep giving it exactly one star, I think are like not letting that not not, not thinking about how impressive that technical stuff is, because like I, I don't understand how a game that looks this good and plays this well, like it the loading times are like two seconds long from pretty much every loading screen, like a game this technically impressive, I feel like is not one star. But you know what? They can be them. I think this game's incredible. Really fun game. Not the best game ever made, but still a very solid one. And I highly suggest it to all you PS4 players. Xbox people, just get a PS5. <laughs> Sorry, David. Get a PS5. Yeah. Uh, next up is my, my show suggestion, because you already spoiled it. Avatar, The Last Airbender, just started. The show is good. Anyways, time to talk about my movie <laughs> suggestion. So it is good. The show is good. Anyways, so my movie suggestion: the movie came out in in 1984, and it was mentioned on the pod on the uh, 80s podcast because it was Reed's favorite movie. And in fact, it's one of his favorite movies of all time. And I've been pushing Wolfgang. it. Yeah, Amadeus. I've been pushing it back because, come on, like I've been told it's so good, and I'm like, it it seems really artsy. I don't think I'm going to like this as much as everybody else, but I'll still watch it, and I probably will still really like it. But, like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, come on, it's it's the movie about classical composers with powdered wigs and 
puffy clothing and like come on how pretentious is that now i feel like people who like people like myself who kept judging it because it looked so pretentious really need to see this movie because it is the opposite of pretentious in fact the movie is about pretentious people losing their mind because of how childish amadeus is this man laughs like a goddamn hyena it's hilarious He's over here like, <laughs> every time. <laughs> it's so funny. This guy, he like, he's this ridiculous, childish, like, immature, ridiculous baby kid who, like, is basically everything in his life was handed to him on a golden platter. And he, everything he does is perfect. And yeah, he tries really hard and he works. But he also just spends all this time partying and doing whatever he wants because everyone is going to give it to him because, of course, he is. He's Amadeus Mozart. Everyone loves him. And everyone, like, adores everything he touches. And then there's this guy named Salieri, who's the main character, who's just losing his mind. Like, Salieri's been working his entire life to become a classical composer. He, like, he thought, like, God was telling him, it's time for you to become a composer. Your dad's telling you no, but I think you should be a composer. He's like, thank you, God. You're telling me this. This is my calling. And then Mozart just comes up and steals everything from him. Like everything, everything that Salieri wanted, Mozart got. And like, he did it while being this ridiculous hyena laughing child. And it's, it's honestly so entertaining. It's some of the most like, insane situations and like the most bizarre character moments that I've seen. And honestly, it's so fun. Like it's not a pretentious movie movie. Like it's still really well shot and has amazing music and like has this incredible, like incredible uh, costumes and set design, but you could still watch this not being a huge movie guy and just laugh. Cause it's really funny and really engaging. And like it has a lot of thinking points too, as you think about like uh how like how like in life, you know, sometimes you'll feel you've been cheated out of the success you think you deserve, and it makes you think to yourself, are you just gonna revel in that? Are you gonna try to bring the uh, the person who's better make that person worse or make yourself better? You know, like it's that idea of like making that decision: are you gonna better yourself or worse than the other? That's a cool. It's a cool contrast that lets you think that gives you something to think about. While at the same time you can laugh at the funny fart jokes, you know? Like, really fun movie that I feel is not as pretentious as it seems. Amadeus, 1984. Milos Forman. Check it out. Uh, Well, sadly, you cannot find it on anything at the moment, but it's not an expensive movie to buy. I have it on DVD, so it's not a hard one to find. You should go check it out if you can find it. Classic film. Very fun. And it won Best Picture, so... I, I think people agree with me. So yeah, that is my suggestions. All right. So this was a pretty fun episode, kind of on the lengthy side, but you know we've had lengthy episodes before. Uh, the gram, check out the Instagram at what's that smell underscore you thinking again? Uh, David, have any last thoughts? I do not. All right, thanks for listening in again, and that was another episode of the 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 uh, show, the podcast that we call. What's that smell? You thinking again?